Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of Courage to be Curious. This entire year of 2020 is dedicated to exploring and asking productively curious questions. Honestly, there is no simpler or better tool to facilitate positive change in our lives, relationships, and in our workplaces than learning to ask and answer more productively curious questions. So let's dive right in to today's question and today's full episode. As you know, the questions we've been asking during the month of April have not necessarily been coming from the live, lead, and love with the courage to be curious decks, though they certainly are versions or variations of questions that are in there. But we've been catering the questions specifically to the COVID-19 experience that we're in, or I would should actually say the quarantine experience. As a colleague of mine likes to say, the staying at home safely experience that we're having, which I think is a great reframe on the whole thing. And I've wanted to put out podcasts that were really responsive to that. I'm also aware, and I love that there is this writing that's going around Facebook that essentially says, we're all we're all navigating the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And the writing is great because it points out that, okay, yes, there's a big, huge storm going on out there. And our boat is designed a little bit differently. And some of us are in boats that might barely be holding together, whether that's financially or emotionally or physical safety wise, or we might be actually like on a big cruise ship. <laughs> I don't know, bad, bad, bad analogy now given what happened on cruise ships, but you know, where there's lots of stuff to do, the bummer is that we can't go off on any of the excursions, but we pretty much have everything that we need. We might, you know, have a job, not have a job. We might have kids at home. We might not have kids at home. We might be totally alone. So whatever it is, our boat is different. I want to acknowledge that so that, you know, anything we talk about here, or even when we think about other people in our lives, this constant remembering and awareness that we're all traveling through the same storm, but we are definitely all in different boats. So trying to keep the content of this podcast relevant to perhaps many different boats that people are traveling in, hopefully all of them, but I don't want to set my standard as too unrealistic. So hopefully something here hits home for you. There are two, what I would like to call productively curious or courageously curious questions I would like to pose in today's episode. And the first one is, let's be real. Let's take it on. How is your stress response showing up? How is your stress response showing up? We all have a stress response, right? Sometimes under stress, maybe we drink, maybe we eat too much, maybe we go to sleep, maybe we can't sleep at all, maybe we overexercise, maybe we overwork, maybe we get tense and yell a lot, maybe we keep ourselves so overly busy that we have no time to breathe. Maybe we overly caretake of others. Maybe we, um, you know, it could be anything, right? We all have stress responses. It's sort of built in and wired into us that when we feel under pressure, and maybe that pressure is because in our boat that we're traveling on, we've got little kids and we're trying to navigate kids and work and the stress of going to the supermarket, which has become way more stressful and activity now than it used to be, 
and things like that, or maybe our stress is not having enough human contact, any of the stresses that are coming up, we all have responses to those. And it would be almost impossible for us to think that we're going to navigate through this entire stormy period, however long this is going to last, without our stress response kicking in. So the first thing the question is designed to do is to invite us to step back and become aware of it. Now, some of you, and I can picture a friend of mine saying, all right, yeah, Adina, I don't need a moment to think about it. I already know what my stress response is, and I know exactly how it's coming up. And some of us might just get so swept away, almost like rapids pulling a raft down the river, that we're not even totally aware of the way in which our stress responses show up. Maybe we're so familiar and acclimated to them. Maybe they're always showing up to some level anyway that we are not even aware that they're actually our stress response. But all of us have one. So the first invitation is to step back and sit down and say, you know, how is my stress response showing up? What am I doing out of kind of a subconscious habitual space because somehow or another, it's wired into me that this is what to do when under stress or pressure, or perhaps there's some level of comfort tied to this. And it's very weird because for me, I have all of my centering type routines between my meditation and my yoga and my exercise and taking mindful moments. And yet what happens when my stress response kicks in is it almost pushes those things to the side and says, you know, you don't have time for those. My stress response loves to, loves to say, you don't have time for those. You just have to get stuff done. For me, my stress response is get productive, get productive, get productive. And maybe it's meant to keep me so busy that I don't have to think about or worry about the things that are causing me stress. What ultimately happens, however, is that all that get productive, get productive, get productive energy eventually starts building like a snowball and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and starting to roll down the hill until I can feel myself inside just so tightly wound that I, I can't get almost anything done. And I find myself almost paralyzed and busy, but unproductive. And um, so it's really important for me to be aware when my stress what my stress response is and when it's kicking in, and then also to know what to do about it. So you may know what your stress response is. You might be thinking about it now. The question that is a match to that, but not the second big question of the podcast, but the question that's a match to that is, what stops the stress response in its tracks? So if we notice that we're doing it, maybe we're noticing like, wow, I used to have like a glass of wine once a week and now I'm having one every single night. Or I used to, you know, watch this much Netflix and now I'm binge watching. Or I used to, you know, get upset or angry very rarely and now I'm finding myself on edge and getting upset with people all of the time. Or I used to clean when I had time, and now I'm finding myself cleaning every other moment, which I understand could make sense in COVID world, but some of it might be tied to a stress response, not just a prudence of how to keep safe during this time. So that once 
you know, we have it is what are the counteracting practices that we might have in place? Because maintaining a stress response, as much as our head likes to think, make us think that they're totally necessary, it's really not healthy for us. It's not healthy for my insides to feel so wound up and for that snowball to start to pick up size and speed as it's rolling down the hill. It's just not a good, healthy internal state. So what are those things? For many of us, there are some good practices, taking walks outside, turning on music and dancing, like getting physical in any kind of way is really helpful. Dancing, jumping rope, getting your heart rate up is really helpful. If you are in a place where you can get outside and get some vitamin D and get some fresh air and get exposed to an environment other than the one you've been sitting in for a long time, that's really helpful. If you have some kind of meditation or mindfulness practice, that's helpful. Reading can be really helpful too, as long as we're choosing reading material that's not further activating our stress response, which would eliminate most of the news. So, you know, choosing your reading material wisely. Um, sometimes, you know, playing a game of some kind can be really helpful. So taking pauses, what is my stress response and what are the things that can stop my stress response in its tracks? are really, really good questions to be asking at this moment. The second question I wanted to ask in the podcast or toss out there is related to this one of stopping our stress response in its tracks. And that is like, how can we turn things, switch things up? Like, how can we switch things up? In last week's podcast, I talked about the fact that novelty feels better than just monotony all the time. And so, but you know, there's nothing novel coming in. I was just having a conversation with somebody about this recently, the fact that, you know, I think part of why I feel like I'm working so hard is because nothing around me is ever changing. And our environments, our physical environments are not changing so much. So how can we switch things up? I mean, everything from if you typically have a tablecloth on your table, like, what about covering with construction paper and drawing during meals? Or if, you know, typically you, your furniture, you could start rearranging furniture. Why not? Um, as I mentioned the last time, I even suggested my daughter, yeah, I don't really care. Take out some paints, crayons, whatever, draw a mural on your wall, do something to make things look differently or perhaps changing up your routine. And if you typically always do this when you first wake up, what about something else? If you wake up to coffee and news, what about trying, you know, to wake up to tea or water and listening to some of your favorite music or songs. Anything that we can do to switch things up is going to make us feel better. It's going to reduce a sense of stress. It's going to add some novelty in there. And so this question I want to pose, I want to throw out, I want to challenge everybody with like almost begging you, how can you switch things up? How can you bring novelty? How can you bring something new into your world, into your space, into your routine in order to break up what's going on? If you are feeling stressed, if you're feeling blue, if you're feeling like you're at your wit's end, you've had it, you're done, any of those kinds of things, here's the question for you. And I want you to activate as much creativity as you can in pursuing it. Bring other people into the mix if you have other people in your place where you're staying safely at home with you, think about it together, brainstorm a list, see what you can come up with. How can we shake things up? 
And if we do something like this once a week, even if not more often than that, it just helps us to be able to continue to sustain ourselves through this. So this is the offering this week. Two questions. How is your stress response showing up? And how can you switch things up a bit in order to kind of alleviate, break that cycle of stress and bring some new energy into your world? And as always, if you have great ideas, fun things that you're coming up with, share them with me because I am looking for fun, great ideas as well. Or get on and share them on Facebook or send them off to a friend and share this podcast and share your ideas with others because this is how we will all help sustain each other. And then come back again and we will continue to explore this journey together. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to experience the full game-changing potential of the questions we explore, be sure to add your name to our mailing list at www.couragetobecurious.com. Our subscribers receive weekly notification of the podcast along with specific tools for using these questions on a daily and weekly basis to create positive and powerful impact. As always, the questions we explore on the podcast can be found in our Live, Lead, and Love with the Courage to be Curious card decks that are available at liveleadlovecourageously.com. And if you're interested in harnessing the power of productive curiosity for your company or organization, contact us about scheduling a professional development experience. In the meantime, keep wondering your way to brilliance.